This episode is brought to you by my wonderful patrons. Thank you so much to my patrons. They make this podcast possible and also very fun to do because we are able to interact on a private discord where we can talk, discuss topics, and just in general help each other collect the things that we want. So thank you so much to everyone who participates there. I couldn't appreciate you more. With that out of the way, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Geeked Out Collecting Podcast, where we collect Pokemon cards and other nerdy things like damn adults. I am your host, Jess, and thank you so much for being here. Now, today we are doing a weekly wrap up where I cover some interesting news that I found throughout the hobby collectible space in general. So today I have two pieces of news that, you know, I always thought was Pretty interesting to me. So curious to know your thoughts on this. But for the first piece of news, what I wanted to go through is, you know, ask a very interesting question. What do cards and augmented reality have in common? Hmm. Well, interesting story. A few days ago, I read an article that discussed how Magic the Gathering is incorporating augmented reality into their new set coming out next month. Kamigawa Neo Destiny. Technically, it's not a set, it's really an expansion, but what's already really cool about it is how they were exploring an already visited plane, the Kamigawa plane. This one is with a twist. It is a cyberpunk version of that plane. So Magic has never done a sci-fi themed set before. So this is completely new territory and I'm absolutely here for it. I'm a huge fan of the cyberpunk genre in general and it makes sense that they are trying to weave in augmented reality into this particular set for players and collectors, of course. So the question becomes, how is Watsi weaving AR into this new set expansion? Well, they announced a few new in-store initiatives, some that include very interesting augmented reality previews. So players visiting the stores during the Kamigawa preview event can actually scan a QR code, which will open an interactive web-based street mart or street market rather, in the Kamigawa plane and will be accessible to users as long as they remain in the store. So users will be able to preview cards and they've also left what they call unique encounters throughout their store visit. So that's really interesting to see what unique encounters means instantly, obviously. I think of Pokemon Go, which is an excellent and probably one of the best examples of augmented reality executed in this way. So starting January 17th, users will have four weeks to experience this augmented reality and apparently there's more to be announced around it. So stay tuned. Hopefully I get some news soon. This is the first time though that I've heard of a TCG company doing something like this and honestly I find it to be quite interesting. I think this can definitely help the Kamigawa expansion, you know, drum up some anticipation and excitement around launch, get players engaged with it in a whole new way. This might be the very first of many similar experiences we see moving forward with any new set release across any brand. Pokemon doesn't necessarily need to do this, in my opinion, with players, but I don't think it'll hurt their new releases. I mean, can you imagine a GameStop turning into a set exclusive hunting ground for new versions of a Pokemon and Pokemon Go? Even though I am a 
Pokemon Go player. I don't spend much time participating in events, so I don't know whether PG events correlate with set releases or if there are, for example, VMAX versions of Pokemon that populate the game. I mean, I, I feel like I should know because I do play it, but I just don't play it enough, so I can't answer that question. But I mean, I would probably you know, participate a bit more if there was some kind of VR anticipation or experience built into a new set release at stores. Again, with the intention of growing awareness and building up excitement or anticipation, it's a really cool touch. So we'll see where that goes. For my Magic fans, uh, set your calendars for January 17th and we will see what happens. So yay. And now for the second piece of news. This is what I would consider a really good, a really nice feel good piece. There is a graded action comics number one book for auctions on Heritage's platform. Now, if you don't already know what action comics number one is, it is the very first appearance of Superman ever. And there are a few reasons why this one book in particular is especially momentous. This comic originally was released back in 1938 and uh, this particular piece was graded at a CGC 6. So before you brush the grade off because it's quite low compared to what we typically see with grading, with card grading, right? This is an incredibly high grade for an artifact from that time period. This is the highest grade for a comic the highest grade for this particular issue is a CGC 8.5, and that set a record last year in July up to a private investor for $3.25 million. So just to kind of give you some perspective on the grade, even still, it, even though a CGC 6 isn't necessarily something to brag about in the normal sense of the modern world, it's a very, very rare, highly graded comic. But the other reason why this particular comic is quite interesting is because it's considered a bit of a pedigree and in the collecting community it's known as actually the rocket copy. To give some backstory on why it bears that name is because a 13 year old bought this comic in the 1930s, put a rocket stamp next to the title action comics and then just kept it all their life. Eventually it like I said before, was graded a CGC 6, and family members of that 13-year-old are now auctioning this comic off. So this is technically considered an original owner copy, which for a comic this old is rare in and of itself. It's really nice. Heritage Auctions says they haven't offered an original owner copy of this particular comic since an auction they did back in 2012. So it's a it's been a bit of time for them at least. And as an added bonus for this auction, the family is also including the physical stamp that was used on the cover ages ago. So the story of this comic has a lot of individual history to it. Obviously not necessarily history in the sense of, you know, the Declaration of Independence. It's not historic in that way, but it's definitely got some character and I find the origin story to be pretty interesting. One of the reasons why I love comics and the fact that they have pedigrees. The comic book industry, or I guess rather the comic book community in general, I think does a very good job of holding onto and remembering the stories of the original owners of the comics. Take for example, one of the most interesting, in my opinion, comic pedigrees is the Okajima collection. And I brought it up before, I believe in an interview that I had 
maybe in season two. It's been quite some time that I brought this up, but this particular pedigree, the Okajima collection, was originally assembled by a young Japanese-American girl from California who lived in an internment camp during, during World War II. So she was able to, throughout that time in an internment camp, she was able to save her collection and, you know, had it up through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. Ultimately, the collection was sold in 1995. And what's especially unique about the collection too is other than the fact that they're graded and officially pedigreed on the stamp by CGC, you can also see little notes on the cover that kind of actually denotes who owns them. So there's one particular cover that actually, I believe it says the camp number for the internment camp that she was in. Really, really interesting stuff absolutely historic in my eyes. So even if you don't collect comics, I think from a sheer collecting perspective, a lot of us collectors can really appreciate learning more about individual pedigrees. What I'll do is in the show notes, I'll put a link to CGC's collection or cataloged pedigrees. So what I mean by this is CGC is actually graded these collections and have officially denoted them as such and such pedigree. So going back really quickly to the Action Comics 1 issue that's on auction right now, it, last time I looked, was going for $1.8 million. So very cool. It's it's definitely more than half of what the CGC 8.5 version went. So I'm not surprised that it's in the millions. But anyways, very, very good, interesting stuff. Very cool stuff to see, honestly. I really like it. So anyways, this is a wrap for me today. I thought these pieces of news were very fun and I hope you find them interesting. So thank you so much for getting this far and stay tuned for our next episode. So peace out. <laughs>